Wow, the market's going nuts right now. Is it something that early stage startup founders should worry about or is it something that is going to benefit them in the long run? Well, today, let's talk about it. Welcome to another episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Care, founder of LaunchPeer. And today's going to be kind of a different episode. Normally we do, you know, obviously I answer your guys' questions and then, um, you know, I appreciate everybody when they send them in. But a question I've been getting a ton lately, um, and we have a backlog of questions. And so I don't want to wait to answer this question because this is really pertinent, literally right now. Um, if you've been paying attention at all, the market, especially you know, the VC market is a little shaken up right now. You know, you can see the stock market's going, you know, a little bit weird. All these big startups who are kind of brand names or household names uh, are laying people off. These companies who had huge valuations are starting to, you know, they're laying off like 20% of their staff. So what is going on? You know, what's happening that's causing one, those startups to do that? And how does it impact early stage startups, whether you're still at the idea stage or you're past that and you're, you know, maybe trying to raise capital yourself, whether it's a seed round, a pre-seed, seed, series A, series B, what impact is all of this going to have on you? So, you know, when I look at the market like this, the, the good thing is I've been in the workforce for a while. I'm not saying I'm old, but, you know, I was in the workforce when the last economic turmoil happened around 2008 to 2009. Um, I was really young back then. I was, you know, just right out of college during that time. And it was wild, you know, um, for our generation who went through that. And we were just starting our careers during that time. It was a really strange time to be in the job market. Uh, jobs were a little bit harder to get. Uh, the requirements of those jobs were, were you know, overburdensome, you know, like, oh, you know, this is an entry level role, we need you to have like five years experience, that kind of thing. Um, and so the same kind of thing is actually starting to happen in the startup fundraising market as well. So before I get into that, and how it impacts you, let's take a step back and, and talk about what what is going on? You know, is this like doomsday, you know, and obviously don't take anything that I say as financial advice, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. You know, maybe Warren Buffett does, but besides that, nobody really knows what's going to happen in the market right now. I wish I did. But from what I can see, you know, in terms of the crowds that I'm in and the people that I'm connected to, a lot of which are, you know, in that startup, you know, market, that VC investor market, what is happening right now is a lot of just uh, unnecessary panic, you know, um, because a lot of the people who are investors, what they're looking at is signals. They're looking at signals of like where the market is going to trend. And the, the last few years, it's been, you know, a great run. You know, the, the market's been great. The, the stock market has been consistently growing. Uh, every kind of investment you can possibly imagine from crypto to, to uh, stocks to uh, startup investments have done really well. And now we're starting to see the signs of things starting to take a slight turn, but it's not like things have fallen through the floor just yet. But what investors are doing is they're looking at signals and they're not, you know, they're not just going to let those signals pass them by. What they're going to do is they're going to basically hold, you know, they're going to wait and kind of see, okay, is this going to turn and this is nothing it's just a blip and everything's going to get better after that or is this really going to be a downturn are we headed into a recession all of that stuff now 
the signals though that they're looking at again is not something that from a day-to-day perspective we as startup founders should really be super concerned with especially if you're early stage startup because what is happening or what is likely to happen is that the market is going to correct itself the, especially the VC market and the fundraising market to get back to where it should have been this whole time. If you look back at the last few years, what you're going to see, you know, starting probably about seven or eight years ago, is that valuations at every single stage shot through the roof. You know, what used to be a seed round where, you know, a seed was like 500K, a seed round now, startups are saying, oh, I'm raising a seed of like 5 million or 2 million or three. That's not a seed round. Like a seed round is somewhere between, you know, the 100K to million dollar mark. But because money was easy to get and, you know, investors are basically just throwing it at people regardless of what stage that they were in, um, you know, for the most part, obviously it's not easy to raise capital, but over the last few years, it wasn't, you know, overly uh, complicated in terms of doing it. You just had to put, put the work in. But during that time, like, you know, things were going through for, for very little justification. You know, the thing that they were pegging it to is like, well, this is going to continue. It's kind of like somebody buying into the housing market, you know, in 2006, thinking like, well, this is never going to stop. Housing prices are just going to continue going up. And you buy a house in 2007, 2008, and then all of a sudden the market goes down because you thought it was going to go up forever. You over leveraged your assets. And now, you know, on the books, you're, you owe to whoever a lot more than what you're worth on paper, which obviously freaks people out. And so that's what's happening right now is these startups, especially the ones at the Series A, Series B stage, and also the ones who raised really large seeds who want to go raise a Series A, they were overvalued for what they were you know, a year ago, two years ago. And so now that the market is correcting, investors are looking at the market saying like, well, based on the market's current conditions, you're going to have to raise a down round or you're going to have to hit these numbers, whether it's profit numbers, user growth numbers, whatever, that should have been normal this entire time, but we over, like, overdid it over the last few years, and so now we're going to slow down how much we fund you because we need you to hit more aggressive marks. And so when you see these kind of layoffs happen, the reason that they're happening at these really big startups is because they're trying to do a couple different things. One, they know that the runway that they're going to need to have on on hand in order to raise the capital that they were hoping to get sooner. It's, it's just going to take longer for them to get to that point. And so they need to cut costs. And one of the biggest costs at every startup is payroll. And so that's going to be one of the first things to go. The other thing is, even when they do raise capital, they're not going to be able to do it at the insane valuations that they had a couple years ago. And so even if you know they, they are able to shorten that time frame from the time they raised capital, what, you know, when they would have been able to raise you know, $20 million based on where they're currently at growth-wise, Oh, now they're only going to be able to raise 12, you know, 12 to 15 or something like that, right? Obviously, that's a huge difference in terms of how much money that you can get. So that's why you see these startups making layoffs. And honestly, it it might be slightly preemptive, but when you're talking about how much runway your company has to survive, especially founders who raise big seed or series A rounds, and you're trying to shoot for the next round of funding, you have to make these decisions really quickly because the longer you delay, the more cash you're burning and then the, the shorter the runway is. And then if you're wrong, okay, well, I mean, at least we cut expenses and stuff. But if you're, if you're right, at least you, did it, you made those changes sooner than later. Okay. Now, what does this mean for startups at the earlier stages? Well, what's going to happen is because startup, you know, investors are 
looking at the large seed rounds and series A and series B as, Hey, you guys are going to need to tighten your belts and hit more aggressive numbers to hit, you know, to get the money that you would have gotten more easily a year ago, that capital that they're not deploying at those stages now is going to get moved because they're still going to invest. Investors have long-term horizons, you know, they're just not going to invest at those stages because it, it doesn't make sense based on the current economics, right? Based on what I just said, uh, you know, the, the, these startup founders are going to have to do a lot more if they raise large seeds or series A at valuations in order to either not raise down rounds or to raise a round at all. And so that capital that investors have, they have to spend it. They have a fund. They, they've already raised the fund, probably a huge fund because raising money in a fund over the last few years has also been, you know, kind of a crazy, not easy, but definitely easier than it should have been over the last few years. And so that capital needs to be deployed. And so what's going to happen is that capital that needs to be deployed is going to be moved down into earlier stages, into smaller rounds, because it's less capital to deploy. Um, the valuations, you know, that founders are looking for aren't tied to a previous raise that they raised at an insane valuation from a couple years ago. These are pre-seed and smaller seed rounds that allow the investors to get in and, you know, kind of like buy their time until the market corrects itself, you know? And so if you're an investor and you're looking at these stages and saying like, okay, I can invest in the seed state startup who's raising, let's say half a million, and they're not tied to any previous, uh, you know, uh, previous valuation that they had from when the economy was insane. So it's a pure investment. I don't have to worry about a down round. I don't have to worry about like them having insane projections or anything like that. Or I can invest in this startup who's trying to raise a series A whose expenses are incredibly bloated because of all the capital they, they raised over the last few years. Their valuation is wild compared to where it should be today because they were able to get that from the previous round of funding. That's what you're looking at. So what, and what's going to happen, and this is a good thing, and I'm kind of excited about it for pre-seed stage startups and seed stage startups who are actually raising reasonable seed rounds, not those of you who are like, I'm raising a seed round of $10 million or $5 million. That's not a seed round. Um, you know, if, if you're in that more realistic category, that's great. The other thing that I'm excited about about this is that when stuff like this happens, it typically corrects the mentality that early stage startup founders have. One of the things that I've always been a big proponent of for the startups that we work with at Launchpeer is you, letting data drive the, the rest of your company. You know, early stage startup founders who are not thinking that way are like, well, you know, the market's 10, you know, $10 billion. And if I just get 1% of it, we should be good to go. You know, it's like, well, how are you going to do that? What's your customer acquisition cost? What's your expected lifetime value? Like, show me that data. Well, in the last few years, you haven't really needed to do that. You know, like you, you could, I mean, obviously that's going to go a long way with investor conversations, but you didn't need to, it wasn't like a focus, you know, and profitability was definitely not a focus at all back then, or any idea of like when profitability will happen or having a plan to do it. You can just kind of push it off until, we'll figure it out in the future, right? As long as we're getting a bunch of users, like we can figure out profitability after that. Well, what's going to happen now is that's going to kind of correct itself as well. Investors aren't going to be willing to wait so long for you to get to the point of profitability. They're not going to allow you to pass through the gate without having numbers that reflect like, what is your expected customer acquisition cost? What is your expected lifetime value? You know, what what are the numbers that you need to spend in order to hit whatever user growth from a growth, you know, percentage growth perspective or a hard number of users perspective? What is that going to be? You know, 
that's what they're going to be looking for more unless you have like some sort of track record where you you are Ivy League educated or you've already sold like five companies for millions of dollars or something. Then maybe you can get away with it. But for all of the rest of you, which is most of the founders that we work with and most of the founders in general out there, you're not going to be able to get away with that stuff anymore. And so you really have to tie yourselves down to like making sure you have that data when you walk into investor conversations because I can guarantee you that most startup founders will not have those numbers. You know, The amount of founders who go and talk to investors without having any level of financial projections that are tied down to the reality of you know, experiments or things that they've actually been doing as opposed to you know, fantasy world of, oh, I can get 1% of the market. You know, these are kind of our go-to-market strategies. We never tested them before. We don't know the numbers are going to be, but like they sound kind of realistic, right? That's not going to work anymore. And so you really have to find something that's actually going to consistently bring in the numbers that you need to create financial projections and growth projections that convince an investor that this isn't as risky as an investment as the investments that they were making like for the last few years. Okay. The other reason I like this as well is because the proliferation of you know, community rounds over the last few years has been really, really strong. You know, since regulation crowdfunding came about, you know, I think it was like 2016, um, the that market's grown quite a bit, you know, where like you can have your customers or your users or your friends and family or people you already know in your network fund your startup. I feel like when the economy is the way it is right now for pre-seed and seed stage startups, that option of regulation crowdfunding is going to pick up a lot of steam, you know. And I feel like that's incredibly beneficial to early stage startup founders because what it allows you to do is leverage resources that are already at your disposal to obtain relatively small amounts of capital that you can deploy really quickly, you know? And that's the key is like, what capital can I achieve, can I obtain that I can deploy incredibly quickly, even if it's a small amount, 15, 20, 30, 50 K, like just enough to get to that next milestone where now if I walk into an investor conversation, like an actual, you know, their day job as a startup investor, they own a fund, you know, if I walk into that meeting with them, I have been able to deploy capital that I received already to get to some sort of major milestone, whether it's product finished, you know, some sort of traction done, some sort of financial projections able to put together based on real numbers. If you can have all those things when you walk into those conversations, it's going to put you well above those other startup founders who are out there who are not going to have those things, okay? So bottom line here is like, look, don't panic. If anything, times like this hurt the Series A and Series B startups more or startups who raised insane amounts of capital, calling it a seed round, but it wasn't really a seed round. And what it helps is it helps pre-seed and realistic seed stage startups because that capital needs to get deployed. And ideally, if you're smart and you can figure out a way to make sure you have those things when you walk into the fundraising uh, conversations or just get into fundraising mode, you should really benefit from the market being the way it is right now if it stays the way it is right now. And we all know who really knows, right? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. If you have your own question you want to get answered on the show, just visit launchchat.com and send us your question either anonymously or let us know who you are so we can shout you out on the show. Also, leave us a rating or review on whatever podcast host you listen to us on. It definitely helps us spread the word about the podcast and we'll see you guys on the next episode.